Today I'm excited to bring the word to you. And uh, sometimes in life we feel like we, we don't have the attention of God. And maybe you felt like this while you've been quarantined at home. Uh, but there's one thing. There's one thing that always gets God's attention. And I want you to turn to the book of John if you have your Bibles. Uh, John chapter 4. And I want to show you what Jesus says that will actually get the attention of God every time. John chapter 4 and verse number 23. And I'm going to read out of the NIV. Yet a time is coming and has now come when... And he's going to tell us about certain kind of worshipers. Notice this. The... True worshipers, the true worshipers. So if there's true worshipers, then there would be false worshipers that aren't doing it correctly. They will worship the Father in spirit. Now, there's that word pneuma again. It it actually means breath. And they're going to worship in spirit and in truth. They're going to do it correctly. For they, notice this, for they are the kind of worshipers... The Father seeks. Do you catch that? The Father is seeking for a certain type of worshiper. They're true worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. So if you're trying to find God, God is actually trying to find you. I like that. In fact, 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 says, The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro across the earth, looking for hearts that are fully committed to Him. So God is looking to and fro on the earth, For hearts that are fully committed to him. God is attracted by certain things of people of faith. And he tells us right here what it is. It is true worshipers. Worship gets the attention of God like nothing else. And here's what I want you to get. If you get nothing else today, I want you to get this. So if you want to write it down, go ahead. If you can't find God, worship you. He'll find you. That's what, that's what we just read. If you can't find God, worship him. He will find you. Look at Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Now, so so you, you can't believe this is a fable. It's not just a religion. We have a God that is very much alive. And we just felt his presence just a few moments ago, didn't we? You must believe that he exists. Of course, that's... That's evident, but he rewards, everyone say rewards, rewards those who earnestly, who earnestly seek him. There are rewards. He, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You're going to be in the presence of God. So if you earnestly seek him, that means God is attracted to a certain level of emotions, of actions, in fact, Psalm 63 and 8 and Psalm 63 and 1 says, run hard after the Lord. Don't just try God on. Just jump into the water. Have you ever seen kids who are afraid of the water? Just wouldn't jump in? Well, I was one of those kids. I was. I was afraid of the water. So my, I remember my mom taking me down to a community pool so I could get some swimming lessons. Good luck with that, mom. Because I wasn't going in the water. I mean, there were sharks and monsters down there, and I was not going in the water. I was afraid. Until one day, and I was about the third or fourth day, we were trying to get lessons, and I was just there on the edge of the pool. My sister kicked me in the pool. 
Bless her heart. Love you, Jeannie. And I remember I was thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then when I got in the water, you know what the first thing I did? No, I didn't die. I'm here. No, I, I held my nose. I held my nose because I saw everybody else doing it. And then you know what I did? I went down into the water and I came back up. Amazing. I was going, I'm not going to die. This is fun. I like this. It's good. And so it, it dawned on me like, I just don't need to stick my toe in the water. I mean, that's okay if, if you don't want to get wet. But if you want to have fun and cool off and, and really get with the program, dive on in. Run hard after the Lord. I, I want to share with you this amazing word, worship, that Jesus used. All right? So he, he's talking about they've got to worship in spirit and truth. Let's talk about this word. Um, worship in the Greek um, is proskuneo. Proskuneo. And it comes from compound Greek words, which actually means this. And if you don't believe me, I, I went ahead and printed it out in case you don't believe this. <laughs> you can look at this after service uh, if you'd like. And actually, the word worship means this. And, and now get this. Uh, I love this. Kiss like from a dog licking the hand. That's what Jesus said, that he's looking for that kind of person. Are you kidding me? No, this is what he's saying. Like a kiss from a dog licking the hand. Not like lovers. So how many have seen dogs like lick the hand of their masters? You've seen, how many dog lovers are there in the house? Okay, so Kaylee, our youngest daughter, has a dog named Evie. And when we've been gone for a while and we come home, we come through the garage, and you know what we hear? Tap, 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 tap. We, we hear she's all excited because we're home. And then she begins to tap on the door because she knows we're getting ready to walk in the door. And when we walk into the door, it is like craziness happens. She goes berserk. They're home. My favorite people are home. They're here. They're here. I love this. I love this. And she'll jump on the couch and jump on the ottoman. That is leather, by the way. And she, we're trying to train her not to do that. We're not doing a good job. And she just goes crazy because we get there. And then she jumps up and jumps up and tries to lick our hand. And, and she just wants our attention. Says, you're home. You're home. You're home. You're here. You're here. And that is what Jesus said the Father's looking for. (laughs) I like that. That's the word worship. The Father is looking for people that will say, that's him. He's here. He's here. I, I, just, I just felt that. He's here. And, and we're, we're in the parking lot, you know, and we're tap, tap, tap. We're, we're kind of going around in a circle seeing people. And we're all excited to get into church. And all of a sudden, the praise team starts getting things going. It's like, He's here. He's here. He's here. We get excited about it. Lick, lick, lick. Jump, jump, jump. He's here. And God says, I like that very much. <laughs> so I want to encourage you don't come into his presence like well where's God today <sighs> Hallelujah. our God reigns you wouldn't like that kind of dog would you it's actually called a cat but that's another story cats are like 
I'm not coming over to you. You're coming over to me. I'm not moving. If you want some loving, no. God wants us to be, sorry, cat lovers. Sorry about that. They come, but a cat will look at you and say that, make me love you. I know some Christians like that. They come in God's presence and make me praise you. No, he can if he wants to, but be careful with that one. No, James 4 and 8. If I draw near to God, God draws near to me. I like that. And he's attracted to passionate worship. That's why we earnestly seek God. And if you will worship him, you will find him. There's a story I want to illustrate this. It's Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you want to turn there. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let me set this up. We're going to be looking at verse 14. There was a king of Judah named Jehoshaphat. I'm sorry. No mother or father should name their child with the name fat in it. Jehoshaphat. But that was his name. And Jehoshaphat, he's very discouraged. And he's basically saying, man, God is just nowhere to be found. And he's asking questions like, God, where are you kind of thing. And he's surrounded by the enemy army that's getting ready to conquer him. So he's afraid and he is discouraged. So that, that kind of sets up where we are. Second Chronicles, let's go to uh, chapter 20 and verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah. Don't name your child that either, please. Who is a Levite. Now, you have to, let me stop there. Levites were the worship team. You know that. They, they're the ones that went out in the front and they, they played all the instruments. So he, he's the Levite. He's a descendant, notice this, of Asaph. Asaph. Maybe you've heard his name before when you've read the Psalms. He was one of the writer of the book of Psalms. He's the chief musician for King David. So here, this Jehaziel actually has a worship heritage. Okay? Now, let's read on. As he stood in the assembly, he said... Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Notice this. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Where is he getting all this from? Well, he's a worshiper. He's been in the presence of the Lord. He said, you know, he's looking at the same army the king is looking at, but he's been in the presence of God. He said, don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Notice this. The battle is not yours. I love that part. But God's. Do you understand that God is fighting for you? Praise God. Jump down to verse 20. Early in the morning after they left the desert of Tekeo, they set out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith. In the Lord your God. Man, his whole attitude has changed now, hasn't it? Because he's been encouraged because he's been challenged by a worship leader. And, and, And he says, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. 
After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat anointed and appointed men to sing. What? I thought we were going into battle. No, they are. They're going to battle. And he appointed men to sing. Going to fight this army, and he sends fighters to the back of the line, and he sends the praise team to the front of the line. How do you like that, praise team? (laughs) You say, we do that every Sunday morning. We're the first ones up here. We're holy. I understand. And he says, to the Lord, and to praise him for his splendor of his holiness. And they went out at the head of the army. Now, this is just hilarious to me. I think this is awesome. Because here, you normally would put your best fighters here in the front line, wouldn't you? I mean, you would think that you would. And instead... They're back here, and here's the tough guys, you know, oh, what's going on? You, know, you got the, the praise team up front? They're going to smash him. They're going to kill him. Yeah, Jehoshaphat sends out the skinny jeans. The skinny jean people, you know, the praise team. Yeah, to sing. And he puts them, the skinny jean praise team out front is what he does. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, you know. Let's all praise the Lord. You know? You know what I'm talking about? I always want to tell people in skinny jeans, don't walk too fast, you'll catch fire. But that's another story. And here's how they fought. Let me, let me tell you what their bullets and their swords were. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. That's how they fought. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. I think that's, I think it's just absolutely crazy good. Because here you've got your tough guys, the fighters, the muscles back here. And you've got the praise team, the skinny jeans out front, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And they begin to sing and praise. And notice this. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and of Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Ooh, that's a good story. I like that one, don't you? All they did was sing. I raise a hallelujah. And they're marching. I raise a hallelujah. Yeah. And the same thing can be true in your life. When you worship when you discovered this awesome, beautiful truth about true worship, it gets the attention of God. It really does. And he will show up in your life, and he will even fight your battle for you and defeat your enemies. He will send ambushes to take care of your enemy. It also happened in the book of Acts. A lot of you know the story of Paul and Silas, who, for doing something good, they got thrown in prison and the doors fell off after they began to, to worship the Lord. You know the story, how it goes. And the ground's shaking. The chains fall off of them. But notice this. It, it even fell off the other prisoners. So when you are praising God, you might be praising God for your grandchildren. You might be praising God for the one next to you where chains, I hear the chains falling. You're praising God for somebody else that's sitting right close to you that will... See, their chains begin to break. 
we start singing praises to God and they see us praising God, not only does it help us, but it helps others. Jeremiah 29 and 13 in the NIV. You will seek me. That's the key. You will seek me and find me when you seek me. How? With all of your heart. With all of your heart. In the message, it says this in the Message Bible. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. That's why I'm saying go all in. The water is fine. Don't just stick your toe in it. Dive in. Be found by God's love. Wow. So what, what does this worship look like? And how, how do we do this? And I think it's good to go back to the one who is to be worshipped. Let's turn to Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all of the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus answers, The most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And notice what he says. Love the Lord your God. How? With all your heart and soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Let's talk about this for a minute. All your heart and soul. He says, if you're going to come to me, I want, I want it all. I want you to come to me. I need heart and soul. So I worship God by expressing my affection. Everyone say affection. Affection to God. God is like anything else that you're trying to love. Now, let me give you an example. If, if Let's say that you're married and you have a spouse that you never take them to dinner, you never hold their hands, you never hug them, you never kiss them, but you say, oh, honey, I love you. They're not going to believe it, are they? Because you're not expressing your affection to them, right? But if you'll do these things, they will be convinced that you love them. Why? Because love is expressed, right? Your love is expressed. Love is a verb. It's an action word. So you cannot say that you love God and not give an expression to Him. God breathed 150 chapters of Psalms for you and it's filled with expression. And the very last one of them says, let everything that has breath, what? Praise the Lord, that's right. And it says, praise Him with the sounding of the high cymbals. Praise Him with the loud sounding cymbals. Sometimes people will want to ask, do you have a traditional service? And I say, yes. Every Sunday at 11. Because we're taking our cues from not from something 100 years ago, like probably what you're thinking are. We are taking our information from something that's 3,000 years old that says clapping and singing and shouting and dancing and hitting loud cymbals. Welcome to the traditional service today, everyone. The book of Psalms is more like uh, a Saturday in a stadium or a Sunday than some churches. Churches should look more 
than anything like a sports place where people are, are, are roaring the praises of their team. And I love that when we go to church and, and we're all assembled together and you hear the roar of the praises of God's people. It, it is chilling and, and God loves it. And we say, he's here, he's here. And everyone gets all excited and, and God says, I love this. You have my attention. I love this. Church should look like that. Heart, soul. But then he doesn't stop there. He says, all your mind. I worship God by focusing my attention on God. How do I do that? That's why I encourage you, the first 15, pray, worship, read the word. Every morning I get up and I say, good morning, Lord. Good, that's a positive statement. Morning, it's going to be a good morning, and you are Lord. Every day I say this, and God likes it when we are, when he is on our mind. Have you ever called your spouse on the phone, not one positive thing, just to let them know that you are thinking about them? You'll have to pause if you do this, because they're going to have to pick themselves back off the ground, but... You'll blow their mind if you just call them. I just called to say I love you. I'm telling you, why? That's your mind. Your, your attention is on this one that you love. God would love that from you if you got up in the morning and said, and Dottie Rambo, she wrote a song. She said, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just came to talk to you, Lord. It's a great song. And the last one is all your strength. All your strength. I worship God by using my abilities for God. I'm worshiping God right now by by preaching. Deborah is worshiping God here in the middle of the sanctuary by recording and making sure everything stays right. Eventually, there'll be children's ministry again where people will be worshiping God, teaching our children again, and ushers and greeters. This, we're, we're going to get back there in Jesus' name. Can I get a good amen, somebody? In Jesus' name, we're going to get back there. But just all your strength. Mary Magdalene, uh, that a lot of scholars believe that this is uh, the woman uh, not always identified The Bible calls her a sinful woman, and she had an alabaster box. A lot of you know the story. And there's a song that says, you don't know the cost of the oil from the alabaster box. What is amazing about that, what what I always think about, yeah, it, it was the cost of a year's wages, but what did it really cost her if she really was a lady with questionable ethics? How much... Did that really cost her? And yet, Jesus accepted her worship. And what is amazing, it said, what she did when the gospel is preached, it will be told in honor of her memory. So he says, wherever the gospel is preached, also means what she did needs to be mentioned as well. That's pretty amazing. Why? She gave all of her strength, everything that she had. 
even if her abilities were in a wrong way in the past, she still, she said, God, that's all I've got. This is it. And I'm going to worship you the best way that I know how. I love that story. He had Jack Hayford, a lot of you know who he is. He has this quote, and I want to give it to you. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshipped. I love that. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshiped. So here's my question to you today. Who do you love the most? That's heart and soul. What do you think about the most? That's your mind. And what do you do the most? That's your strength. And the answer to all three of these should be God and if it's not the one true living God my question is how is that God serving you right now probably not too well you see the Lord doesn't mind us having other loves but he minds us having other gods above him that's the difference seek after him with all of your heart your soul your mind your strength And have an encounter with him and worship. He's here. He's here. And you'll be jumping up and licking the master's hand. And I want to tell you, when you seek his face, you always receive his hand. Every time little Evie, Kaylee's dog, comes running up and wants affection and she's licking and jumping. and I'm so excited. You're home. You're home. You're here. You're here. You know what she gets back from us? Attention. Oh, come here and take her little face. She only weighs five pounds. She's a little thing. And you can take her little face and just, ooh, just eat that sugar up, you know. Just rub her back. and Then she'll run to somebody else, you know. She loves, you know, Kaylee's the mama. I I think I'm third place. I think I'm third because I don't ever hardly feed her. I'm not the alpha male here. But every time that she seeks our face, she receives our hand. She gets affection from us. And that's what true worship does. It always gets the attention of God. Have you ever felt far away from God? Just worship. There's so many times in, in my ministry here. I remember when the platform used to be over here on this side. and We had more of a fan-shaped church. and uh, I remember just worshiping God, not not knowing how God was going to work things out. And I began to worship. I can't tell you and explain how problems went away and how impossible situations disappeared. God sent ambushes and blessings and whatever needed to happen because I worshiped. And you did too. If you look back in your life, you'll look back at the times when you began to worship God. And God came through. You got the attention of God. And you said, he's here. He's here. And God says, I love this. I love this. And somebody else may criticize you for praising God the way that you do. Lifting up holy hands. Somebody may criticize you. Quit singing so loud. Don't shout so loud. You know what? 
really doesn't matter because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for him. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this moment. And thank you that your word, and, and you, you said the Father seeking after true worshipers. So I pray for all those um, that are listening today, and if they don't know you, say I pray that they will get to know you. May they worship with us. And, and God, I, I just I want them to say this prayer. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I accept you into my life. Forgive me of all my sin. I believe in the work of Calvary, and I believe you rose again. And with the best of my abilities, I will live for you all the days of my life. And I will be a worshiper. And for thy glory, your word says, they were created. We were created and born to be a worshiper. May we worship you as a true worshiper, going all in, lifting hands, shouting unto God, praising him on loud cymbals, the angels crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. He's here and we are excited. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for the blood that you shed for us, that we are forgiven and redeemed. We thank you. If you prayed that prayer today, that's the greatest decision you've ever made in your life, giving Christ all of you. If you haven't been giving him all, then let's start making a difference. Let's start being a true worshiper and worship him heart, soul, mind, strength, true worshipers.